Remember the Where's Waldo craze of the late 1980s and 90s? Now there's the Where's Waldo Social Distancing Edition. It's easier to find Waldo during the COVID-19 pandemic. Meanwhile, on the political front, everyone is wondering where's Kim Jong-un? The North Korean dictator has missed some key events in Pyongyang and events that a North Korean leader never misses, like the Day of the Sun celebration, commemorating the birth of Un's grandfather, Kim Il-sung. Also, Kim was a no-show at recent ceremonies marking the founding of the Korean People's Army. So what has happened to Kim Jong-un? Has he suffered a heart attack? Is he dead, sick with COVID-19, or something else? Well, joining us with some thoughts is Asian foreign affairs analyst, author, and columnist Gordon Chang. Gordon, it's good to see you again. So tell us, what's happened to Kim Jong-un? Any hard evidence of anything or well, only conjecture at this point? Mostly conjecture. Um, as you point out, what we do know is he missed those two events. And he has never missed a day of the sun celebration as ruler of North Korea. So that's an indication that something is amiss. But what it is, we really don't know. Um, there's the vegetative state, coma end of the spectrum. And the other is that he's just sort of quarantined himself uh, because of COVID-19. And of course, since he's a Kim ruler, we can't dismiss the possibility that he's just messing with us. Um, but I actually think it's toward the more serious end um, but at this particular time, uh, we're just going to have to wait and find out. Well, I know from my many years of reporting about North Korea, there are always plenty of rumors, speculation, disinformation about the Hermit Kingdom and its rulers. So what makes it different this time? Anything? Well, the thing that we've got to be concerned about is who's controlling North Korea's nuclear weapons? Um, just because they're now much more capable of wrecking destruction um, across the world. So we've got to be concerned. You know, if Kim is in, in a coma or incapacitated or dead, there's going to be a struggle at the top of the North Korean regime. We know that there are two Kim family figures who are probably going to fight each other. There's Kim Yo-jung, uh, Kim Jong-un's younger sister, who's in control of some elements of the North Korean regime, such as the propaganda department, which is extremely important in, in the Kim regime. And there's also Kim's uncle, uh, Kim Pyong-il, um, a son of Kim Il-sung, the regime founder. And also, he's got some advantages as well. So um, this is a regime that could uh, spend a long time tearing itself apart. And we've got to be concerned what happens with the weapons of mass destruction. And so I guess you're suggesting we need to just stay calm and continue our policy. Is that correct? Yes. I mean, we've just got to deter North Korea. Now, the South Koreans and the Chinese both say everything is fine. Uh, in that case, there's no reason for worry. But until we see Kim actually walk out in public um, with something that we can be sure is contemporaneous, we nonetheless need to be concerned. Gordon, shifting to China, the Chinese have announced that they're close to releasing a COVID-19 vaccine to the public. I find that interesting that the country actually responsible for this global pandemic has now announced suddenly that it has a cure. That, And we've seen reports about those tainted COVID-19 test kits. Remember those that were sent to the U.S. So can we trust a vaccine from China? I don't think so. I mean, this is extraordinarily fast. Um, and if North and if, if China actually does have a vaccine, we got to be concerned about uh, this whole origin of the 
of the coronavirus, um, because then it starts to look like a setup. Now, I don't think that it is, um, but I think what Beijing has done is it's released uh, um, a vaccine much too fast, um, an indication that it might very well may not work. China's critical of Australia for demanding an investigation of the Wuhan Level 4 lab. It'll be hard for the U.S. to push for the same when China owns at least $1 trillion of our debt, Gordon. And Americans purchase more than a half trillion dollars in Chinese products each year. So what can the United States do to advance transparency and hold China accountable for this COVID-19 virus? Well, China has much more leverage over Australia than the United States. Um, when it comes to China versus the U.S., we've got most of the high cards. Um, so I'm not worried about that. What we can do and what we must do is impose costs on China so that uh, the Chinese leaders don't spread another virus in the future. Um, Chinese leaders knew that the COVID-19 was human-to-human -human transmissible for perhaps maybe five and a half, six weeks, and yet they tried to convince the world that it was not. And at the same time, they pressured countries uh, not to impose travel restrictions and quarantines on arrivals from China. You put those two things together and it indicates a maliciousness on the part of China that Xi Jinping, the Chinese ruler, having seen what coronavirus did to China, decided to level the playing field by spreading it elsewhere. And if that's what he wanted to do, well, he would have done exactly what, in fact, he did do. And so we've got to be um, very concerned that uh, this is going to happen again. So we need to impose those costs. And we can do that by seizing Treasury obligations that you just referred to. We shouldn't do that by ourselves, but we should do it in conjunction with other countries. And um, we should be cutting our trade links with China. You know, China is not reformable, unfortunately, or at least communist China is not reformable. So we need to reduce our vulnerability to it. Well, you sound like you're like mind with Senator Tom Cotton on that. Okay, author, Asia analyst Gordon Chang. Thank you, Gordon, for your time and insights. We appreciate you. Thanks, Gary.